Welcome to the Fantasy F1 podcast. Yes, Fantasy F1 available on DraftKings. In this first episode, what we will do is look at the early pricing. We haven't had practice. We haven't had qualifying. It is too early to project, although you can see I put in some early projections. Let's look at pricing. Let's talk about pricing and some of the guys that I am thinking about targeting. If you want to look at this spreadsheet on your own and manipulate it on your own and see how it evolves throughout the season on all the information and all the race notes that I am putting in and collecting and aggregating to help you build better fantasy, F1 lineups so you can win money at DraftKings. Go to raceforthepriz.com. That's raceforthepriz. Oh, by the way, since there's probably some new people here that don't follow my NASCAR content over the last decade, F1, I am Pierce Dietrich. That's me. That's the guy that you're looking at. And this is my website, raceforthepriz.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Race for the Prize. You can find all my work at DraftKings as well. But RaceForThePrize.com, that's the hub that'll get you to all the live shows. That'll get you to the Fantasy F1 spreadsheet and all of my notes and information along with the information that Brandon Cruz provides. And what you click on is Brandon Cruz DFS. We're using his Patreon to set all this up. You go to Patreon.com slash Brandon Cruz DFS. There are the tiers. 20 bucks. You get all the F1 stuff that your heart can desire. It's going to evolve. We're going to adapt it. We'll change it throughout the season as we learn new things. F1 Fantasy at DraftKings is brand new. So there's going to be a learning process for the players. There's going to be a learning process for the analysts. There's going to be a learning process for the tools and the research. But we've got some stuff now. We've got an optimizer built in to help you build your showdown type lineups. Let's get to it. Let's look at the pricing for this year's Bahrain Round 1 F1 kicking the season off. There's a lot of stuff that has happened just within the last, I mean, it's any sport. It's any sport. It doesn't matter what you're talking about, right? You're going into a new season, tons of questions, and F1 is any different, and this season, Formula 1, probably off the charts in terms of unknowns because we've got a brand new car, new aero design. We've got different rules that have been implemented over the last couple of years to try to level the playing field. Anyway, you're going to want to look that up. You can find some of that in the notes. I think there's like 12, 13, 14 pages, and it grows every single day. And I try to highlight the really big stuff that could help you every single week. Again, raceforthepriz.com is where you get that. But there's tons of free information out there by you know, all means. You don't have to purchase the spreadsheet. I appreciate your support. Maybe you don't even want the spreadsheet. You just want to show support for a guy that's talking fantasy F1, an American talking fantasy F1 at DraftKings. So you can sign up to Patreon and do that. Or, look, there's tons of sites out there where you can aggregate your own statistics. You can bring them in or just jump from web page to web page. The Formula One site's pretty great for information analysis. I would, again urge encourage you to sign up for f1 tv i think it's a great product there's tons of stuff out there tons of free stuff out there so if you don't want to pay don't pay all right max verstappen your champion coming into the season uh so we'll juggle a bunch of storylines i'm going to play him so i'm going to play him in the lineups let me add some stuff here so that the sheet shows up the way that i want it because i want to be able to scroll down here so that i can show there exactly what I want to show. All right. I will play Max Verstappen. I'm not sold on playing Red Bull Racing as a constructor. I'm playing him. No, it's just a matter of whether I'm going to question captain him or not. $12,000, not that expensive. Yes, there's the storyline that, oh, they focused too much on the 2021 season. They didn't devote enough resources. Well, that storyline seems to have died after day three of Bahrain testing. Third day of Bahrain, they brought in a slight change to the side pod. If you look, you can see this, this slight contouring effect. 
Whatever it is, it worked really well, and they were at the top of the charts in testing. Any of the questions, which you probably shouldn't have had about Verstappen, those seem to be answered. There he is on the C5 tire. Now, some people might say, oh, well, the C5 tire, he's on the soft tire. Of course, he laid down the fastest lap the final day uh, towards night. Well, if you look at the notes, we've got Helmut. Was it Helmut Marco that was talking about this? I believe. Let me scroll down and see. I'm pretty sure it was. Where he is. You have to go to the notes. He's not. Oh, here it is. Uh, the time they drove with the C3 tires were more important because that's what uh, you know they'll, they'll use in qualifying. It's more important than that C5 speed that we just showed. And he says, our biggest updates worked as expected. Everyone's getting along. We don't have any major issues. Seems to check all the boxes. Helmet is an advisor to Red Bull. I have no problem rostering. All right, storyline. So I'm sliding him in. Price, I can make that work. I can definitely make that work, especially when you factor in that he's going to score in all the score categories for the most part. Uh, I, I don't have, we don't have place differential. He's probably not going to earn any place differential points anyway. He's going to start front row, finish front row, so that doesn't matter. Uh, does he have a really good chance of getting that fast up? Yes, that could be hit or miss, though. It's no guarantee. I absolutely expect him to leave the most laps. I think that's actually a low projection. I could see him in this race. I mean, it depends on undercutting and overcutting and cycling and strategy. But 30 laps seemed maybe too low. Probably 40 could actually be the case. Um, finishing position, obviously, he'll get a classified. Um, and I, I, you know, although Checo Perez is going to be pretty good, I still lean towards Verstappen getting the bonus of beating his teammate, which is huge. You need that. Don't overlook the, especially, I mean, with your top tier, especially some of the value plays, you can snag five points and make a guy that may not finish very well, may not move very far forward, but you know you're pretty confident can beat his teammates. So checks all the boxes. He can fill up all the categories, whereas everyone else, maybe not the case. Lewis Hamilton, 103, 107, whatever, however, 100 many wins he has, a ton of wins last season. Although I would argue, and I don't think it's even that strong of an argument, that he probably he wasn't the best cart ball rain last season, probably shouldn't have won. They played strategy correctly, and Verstappen made a mistake by driving over. And then you can also point to by overshooting the turn, passing outside, has to go up the spot. Maybe a little too aggressive, but that's Verstappen for you. Hamilton. You could also point to them kind of cheating for like 29 laps running off the course. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. Uh, the big storylines with Hamilton. If you were to rewind the clock with it, like, so I'm probably not playing him, which it could be galaxy brain and stupid. Uh, and we could change this when practice comes around. But the big storyline before any of this testing, before porpoising, was that Hamilton wants to destroy Max. He wants to prove to everybody he's still got it. He hates how last season ended. Remember, that was the storyline. Now the storyline has completely shifted away from that. And you're seeing Matt, seeing even Hamilton. So Hamilton was saying, I want to destroy you. Now Hamilton's story is, I just don't think the cars are right. I'm worried about the cars. Now, So here are the two sides of that coin. One side is what Mercedes is saying and what some analysts are saying is that, no, Mercedes has not adjusted to this new body uh, the new aerodynamics package, they are really struggling with aero. It's going to take four races for them to get together. That is one storyline. Now, I think I'm probably falling into that camp. And the speeds in testing seem to back that up. Now, uh, Pierre Gasly is on that side. Pierre Gasly, who was racing against uh, Hamilton in P3 or in, in the practice session three, is keeping up with him. And Gasly's like, look, I'm able to race with him. That's not a good sign for them. 
nothing against Pierre Gasly if he's not Lewis Hamilton. And when he's competing with Lewis Hamilton and going toe-to-toe, it's like, uh, maybe they're not as fast as they normally are. Now, the other side of that is everyone's saying they sandbag every year. They've done this before. This could be like a 2009 bronze situation where they're intentionally hiding what they have. They know if they show it, people are going to rip it off immediately. And so they are intentionally going out there and sandbagging more so than they ever have before. So some people are in that camp. Carlos Sainz said, well, 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 let me pull up exactly what Carlos Sainz has said. Sainz said, this is typical Mercedes, lavish praise on others, typical, uh, and hype up others, and then, uh, you know, everybody's greater than them, and then they say, like, oh, we're not running very well. Um, let me look specifically. Let me just read it instead of paraphr- that was a terrible paraphrasing here. <laughs> Please like and subscribe. Uh, all right, let me just read what it is. Carlos Sainz said it was typical Mercedes to lavish praise on others. I think it's typical Mercedes. Typical George, he said. Just hype up the others and then come to the first race and blow the competition away, which is typical. If it would be the first year they've done it, then I would maybe believe them. But they have done it for five, six years now, and they keep performing in the first race. So, as you can imagine, and they did last year. <laughs> Two people on the podium. So, as you can imagine, I don't think much of the comments. And yes, already in GPS data, we can also see what they are doing. And yes, I'm not going to say much. Yes, I'm not going to say much. What are you saying, Carlos? So there's the other side of, are they sandbagging? Well, we will find out at Bahrain and it might be a galaxy brain move to fade the greatest racer in the world. But here we are. I'm going to go Team Verstappen. All right, now it's where it gets interesting. Leclerc signs. Big things are expected from Ferrari. Ferrari showed up really well in testing as they were expected to. Didn't make a bunch of changes in testing. Didn't bring like modifications like Red Bull did or uh, on day three or like Mercedes did on uh, the beginning of the Bahrain testing with the zero pod, no pod, whatever you want to call it. But the theory there is that they're already steps ahead. So they didn't have to bring something new. They've already went through that stage of development because they had the 20, because their poor finish in 2020, they were given more wind tunnel and uh, computational fluid CFD time, (laughs) time to to develop their cars. So they're ahead of everybody else, which really makes me love Ferrari as a constructor. And I will play either Leclerc or Sainz. I haven't really decided which one I'm going to go to. I get to toss up. I haven't decided which one I want to go to. Where was I leaning earlier? I'm not sure. Um, I don't love the prices. We'll see. I don't know. We'll come back to that. George Russell. Uh, George Russell at 9,600. If he is as good, like if you got Batas at 9,600 with Jamie Vinn, Batas was the third best driver last season behind Verstappen and Hamilton. I, I think average finish wise, Actually, you know, I think, you know, it wasn't quite as good in terms of average finish, but I want to say podium-wise. Yeah. So, if we're looking for fantasy points and not necessarily consistency, Bottas was number three with 11 podiums. And that's what we're looking for, that upside. So, you got the upside in that Mercedes car. Now, is George Russell as good as everyone says he is? If he is and can just slide into Bottas's car, then $9,600 is a steal. If you think Mercedes, and if you don't believe that the Mercedes struggles are real, if you're concerned with Mercedes struggles and you're not sure if he's just going to jump in and automatically be Batas, 
then you may not go there. So there's two ways. He's either an absolute steal or a, a fade similar to Hamilton, right? If you're not sure about Hamilton, then you're probably going to be even less sure about Russell. But if you're not worried about the Mercedes, then I think you probably are going to be hot on George Russell. Checo Perez, less questions here, though. So if we're not sure about Mercedes, we are sure about Red Bull. They, everyone across the board seems to believe they're the car to beat. They've got the best car. So you've got that. And uh, Checo Perez had an eventful Bahrain last season. Uh, had a, his lap disqualified in Q2. Tries to go out again on medium tires and just misses Q3. So he starts in the back. Has an issue on formation lap. Has to start from pit road in that race. And despite starting from pit road, he still is able to drive all the way through the field to fourth place. I and mean, you'll see here he is starting on pit road and just works his way to the front and ultimately finishes in fourth place, I believe, or fifth place. So basically everything you'd want to see from him, he has gotten taken care of. So that's cool. Um, I think there's less questions with Checo, and we know the Red Bulls are fast. He was fast in one of the practice sessions, I believe. It might have been a morning run, though, and it might have been on a softer tire. There he is. Not terrible. I felt like he was fast in one of these sessions, too. Yeah, it looks good to me. Um, but, and I could. So I, if I'm playing Ferrari as my constructor, then I can take Checo Perez. So let's go ahead and put him in. And I'll go ahead and put Ferrari in here as well. So we'll take Perez and we'll take Ferrari. And that is giving me... Make sure these are copying over. Codes. There we go. All right. So, because you can't get all two drivers and the constructor together, so that works. That leaves me with 71.50 per driver, but one of them is going to have to be a captain, so that's going to be jacked up price-wise a little bit, but that's fine. I think I can make it work. It's just an early. I like Landon Norris a lot. I, I think he is too cheap, especially if you think Mercedes is going to take a step down. So who's going to step up? Is it going to be Ferrari? Yes. McLaren also should take a step forward. He got a ton of laps last week because uh, Ricardo has COVID. Norris got a lot of laps in testing because uh, Ricardo couldn't race at all. So maybe that's a benefit. And I uh, did run well here last season and ran well overall. I and mean, we're looking at second tier back from Verstappen and Hamilton. Who's going to step up? It could be the Ferrari drivers. It could be the McLaren drivers. The rest are probably a little bit more of a reach. But one of these guys is going to slide into it. And we know that Ricardo is already kind of behind the eight ball a little bit by still being locked in a hotel room with COVID. So uh, it's either Leclerc, Sainz, or Lando Norris, and you get a significant discount with Lando Norris. Again, if we look at his finish from last season, he scored, what, 20 DKFP, fourth most points. Again, that's behind Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, and then there's Lando Norris. Finish, starts seventh, finishes fourth, makes some passes, and so that would be where I go. And a good season last year if we pull up Norris. Fourth overall, average running position. Didn't quite get as many podiums. Didn't get a win. Um, probably 
I'm going to go ahead and put those rain tires on next time, but whatever. Uh, let's go back to... All right, back here. So I'm going to go with Lando. All right, getting tight on salary. We've got 6,800 for our last two driver. Or well, that's why that's not the MK34. There we go. Not six. All right, so we got two drivers left. We have 5,800 left per driver. It's going to be tight, but we will try to make it work, right? And we'll talk about some pricing as well. Uh, da, 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 da. Pierre Gasly, we'll see. Uh, did he get he got wrecked last season, or did he wreck into something? He wrecked himself at this race. Was looking halfway decent before that. Quiet testing session from Alpha Tori, but that might be good, right? If nothing bad is coming out, who knows? I don't see them you know, unseating Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren. Maybe he dices it up with one of those guys, but. Alpha Tori could emerge as the top of you know the midfield, but if he is, let's say he's the top of the midfield, do I want to pay for the most expensive driver in that category when there's so many questions heading into the season? And we maybe the top is set, right? And and it probably is. We're not going to see big shakeups amongst these big teams. The top dogs are going to be the top dogs. There could be some changing, but most people agree that we're going to see a lot of changing throughout the the middle pack this season with the new rules package. If that's the case, then I don't want to pay for the most expensive guy in the middle of the field. If there's going to be some shakeups, then maybe I want to go with one of the guys that are going to be cheaper. Now, maybe one of these cheaper guys doesn't absolutely jump to the top of the midfield, but maybe they just perform better than their salary expectation is. And that's what I'm looking at. So Gasly's probably going to be a no. Ricardo is really cheap for McLaren. Now, if we get to practice and, I mean, look at his odds compared to Gasly's to win this race. And we can probably, I, I don't think I have the podium odds on here. We could pull those up at some point. I mean, you just compare his odds and you say, well, maybe. But we got to see what he does. He's got to be healthy first. He's got to race. We don't even know if he's going to be racing or if it's going to be uh, Oscar Pistorier or whatever. Who knows? I don't even think he's going to be in the car, but we will see. Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon, um, Ocon, Alpine. Got some notes on Alpine here recently about them being able to switch on and off the porpoising, and they figured it out. But just look, everyone knows. Look, I think most people know. You want the car? You want to be able to switch on and off the the porpoising? Raise the car up a little bit, but you're going to slow the car down. So I'm glad you figured it out. But what you need to be able to do, have you figured it out and been able to maximize speed, which is what the reports are that Red Bull has done. That's in the notes that they found a way to raise the ride height, but also how to lower the car down. Whatever. They figured it out. I'm not an engineer. I'm not going to pretend to be that. But it seems that they figured out. Now, Alpine says, oh, we've got a da-da-da-da-da, you know, and they've got some positive things that they've said about Alonzo. We'll see. Uh, it's interesting. Again, I might just even go cheaper. Uh, Vettel and Stroll, I don't know what to do with them at the moment. Uh, one of the issues that I have with them is, 
Like when you get down to here and we start to look at, can you outrace your uh, uh, teammate? I don't know if Stroll and Vettel, where exactly they're going to fall. Uh, one of the boosts we have with Gasly, <laughs> I've had to stop this video a couple of times. Uh, Gasly probably will beat Sonoda. Probably, I don't know. Now, uh, one thing I didn't mention, like I, the, I, I really skipped over. I think we expect, so two things with Verstappen. We absolutely expect him to beat Perez. That's five points right there. That's huge. Hamilton more than likely going to beat Russell. Again, that boosts his potential. Norris as well. Now, maybe on another week, you may think that it's a little closer between Norris and Ricardo, but this week, after missing testing, this has got to almost be a lock that Norris is going to get those five points. Russell probably not going to get to five points. We don't know if it's going to be Leclerc or Sainz, and that's one of the tiebreakers. Let's say you're you're thinking about, should I take Leclerc, Sainz, or should I take Lando Norris? They can all finish about the same spot. They're all more than likely not going to earn any place differential bonus points, but the tiebreaker for me is clearly, A, Norris is cheaper. B, he should be able to beat his teammate. It gives him a huge advantage. All right, going back down to these guys, I don't know what the feel is for Aston Martin at the moment. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not really attracted to them. Um, and, you know, there is this appeal with AlphaTauri. Uh, I might go down to Sonata, Sonoda and think about rushing him. What really interests me is Valtteri Bottas. We know he's a good race car driver. It's just what can these Alfa Romeo cars bring? This is a really cheap price. And here is me being Galaxy Brain. Maybe uh, Zhao or Joe, Joe, sorry. Joe has brought some significant funding into this Alfa Romeo team, and the cars look good. He did lay down a really fast time. Now, we've seen other people be pretty dismissive of this speed, saying, I, I can't remember, it might have been Helmut Marco. I don't know who it was, saying that uh, Bottas, Probably went out there on light fuel and laid down that really fast time, and it might be misleading. We don't know. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. But if we just trust the speed on the chart and that maybe Alfa Romeo has made some gains, that's just way too cheap for Bottas at 4600 And the other part of that is I feel pretty confident that even if Alfa Romeo hasn't taken this giant leap forward, which they probably haven't. Maybe they've improved a little bit. Now, if and they should. You're bringing in Valtteri Bottas. You're bringing in funding with Zhao. Joe. Joe, probably. Zhao. Um, what am I saying, Zhao? Anyway, you're taking a step forward. Maybe you're not moving up to be the best of the mid-pack, but look at it this way. He's really cheap, and can he beat Joe? Yes, he can. That's five points right there. He may not even get any finishing position points, but five points that and a classified finish, that could be enough. Let's slide in Batas, and let's see. I might even make him my captain. That leaves me with $7,000 left. Oh, yeah, give me Fernando Alonso. Well, Probably way too. Well, I can't do. I got to do captain. Sorry, never mind. I can't do him, the captain. Seven thousand. I could go down thirty-five hundred. Oh, uh, so at seven thousand. All right, because we get actually one point five x. All of these guys are in play. Let's I take Bothos as my captain. Let's take Bot. Well, let's just stick with what we got here. So I can go with the Haas narrative that. 
they punted on 2021 and they've really developed the cars. They did lay down some fast times in practice, but there's so much circular now. They got to practice at night on a completely clean track that definitely influenced times. Magnuson just jumped onto the team last week. A lot of questions there. Um, Joe, first race ever. He's fine in the lower series. I'm not going towards Latifi. Albon has talent. This is a Red Bull guy formerly, getting a second chance. Uh, he's definitely better. I mean, if this was the 2020 season, $2,800, or not not uh, Red Bull, uh, Mercedes. No, yeah, Red Bull, sorry. Red Bull. At $2,800, that's a really cheap price for his talent. But again, all these guys have talent. What are we talking about? Um, you know what? I will probably just roll with the veteran that figures it out. And let's put Magnuson in this. And let's just play the narrative that Haas has really developed these cars. And it fits. Now, one of the things that I want to actually throw in the idea of when we're talking about some of these constructors is... Most people, like the idea is like, oh, well, these are the best constructors. These are guys who get points. I can save a lot of money. Let me blow this up. If here, just as a strategy, I'm not saying to do this, but you know, we've talked about, hey, maybe these teams had a breakthrough. Let's go back to Alpha Romeo. Let's say maybe they did have a breakthrough, which you're probably saying, you are crazy. Well, like people like to say this Haas thing. I don't know. We'll not do Haas on this, but let's pretend that they do have a breakthrough and you roster them. Now, the cool thing with that is if I put them as my constructor, one of the rules says you cannot take both drivers and a constructor from the same team. Or you can't take the constructor and both drivers. So what if I really this weekend love Max Verstappen and I also really love Checo Perez? I can do that if I play one of these cheap guys. Now, I could also do that with Ferrari, but if and this actually probably will work. I mean, I guess I did it in my last lineup with Ferrari to work, but I can't play the Red Bull team. If I play one of these cheaper constructors, which aren't going to score as many points, it allows me to stack two top tier guys. Like I, I liked, uh, maybe you end up liking Leclerc and signs. So you can't play them with Ferrari, obviously, and you can't play them with Red Bull or Mercedes. It's just going to be too expensive, but you can play them with one of these cheaper guys. Maybe before you get on like Lewis Hamilton and, um, and George Russell, you can't afford them. Well, you're not allowed to play Mercedes with them. You're, you can't afford Red Bull. Maybe you can get Ferrari. It's really going to hurt the rest of your lineup. But, I mean, there is a legitimate reason to taking one of these smaller, underpriced teams that uh, might be able to get something in terms of sneaking. Like Alpha Torre could sneak both drivers into the top 10, get some finishing position points. And they did it last season. What did they do last season at this racetrack? Um, I gotta update that. Gotta update that. I'll fix it later. Uh, but I'll look right here and just say, uh, well, Gasly had that bad race, but to- uh, Yuki Sonoda came alive at the end of the race, got himself to ninth place. So it's something worth considering. All right, that'll do it. I don't need to go on. This is early. We're just looking at pricing. Um, just to wrap up, some of the guys that. Jump out at me the most are obviously, I, I don't think Verstappen's too expensive, but I'm, I really like Lando Norris, Checo Perez. Now the problem with Checo, like if you're comparing the two, 
Press probably isn't going to beat Verstappen. So there's that five points. That's a huge difference. Uh, and Lando, well, I mean, obviously Leclerc signs one of these guys is going to get the five points, but you don't know which one it's going to be. You feel much more uh, inclined to take Norris. The probability just seems higher. I like Perez's price. I like what he can do, but you know you're not getting that five points. And so that, I mean, that's maybe one of the reasons when I go back here and I had Checo and Verstappen, maybe you don't want to roster them together because you are forfeiting five points at an expensive price and you're probably going to need those. So I don't know about doing that. And same thing, like if you want to roster Leclerc and Sainz, you're spending a lot of money and forfeiting five points and five points are huge when you look at your typical average score here. The average score inside, what, the top five? Like fifth, fifth place, fifth most fantasy points on average last season was 15 points. You're giving away five, which is 33%. If you roster signs and declare, you're giving away five points, which represents what typically was 33% of the fifth place score. That's tough, man. That's tough, dog. And also, like you see, like these are pretty low scores. Don't be afraid of uh, getting low scores. That's why that Batas thing, if he just beats Joe, I think he's fine. If he just beats Joe, which he should, he, Batas can't beat Joe. we got some real problems. Uh, he should be fine. All right. Hopefully this has helped you out. Fantasy, F1, spreadsheets, notes, information. I'm just hammering away all day, every day. I'm putting in hours and hours and hours of work so that I can build better lineups, so that I can help you build better lineups. And if I support you and I help you, the first thing you can do is like and subscribe to videos, share these videos with other people, share them on Twitter. I'm Pierce Dietrich. You can follow me at Race for the Prize. All that information is in the YouTube thing below. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, on Amazon. If you're an F1 guy and you don't like hearing NASCAR, well, just don't listen to the NASCAR podcast. And if you're a NASCAR guy and you don't like the F1 podcast, then just don't listen to it. But you guys can come together. Come together right now. Come on. You guys can get along. It's fantasy. We're all having fun at DraftKings. First races ever. It's going to be amazing, explosive, awesome. And the way that you can get access to the spreadsheet or just plain support is by going to racefortheprize.com. That's race, the number four, theprize.com. A lot of information here. You click on this big red Brandon Cruz DFS working with Brandon together this season. And we are providing support information for you to help you build your fantasy NASCAR lineups and also your fantasy Formula One lineups. Subscribe to Patreon, contribute to us, and we'll keep providing content. We'll adapt, evolve, make the sheets better. You don't have to. There's plenty of free F1 information out there. You just got to search around, find the sites that you like, find the reporters that you like, and do your own thing. Completely support it. I've got the videos. Cruz will have the videos. So if you don't have the money, don't. But if you have the money, if you got a couple bucks laying around, you got some change in the couch cushions, and you would like to say, hey, I appreciate you. I support you. Sign up. There's no commitment. If you say, I don't really like what you're providing. This stuff isn't really that worth anything. Then cancel at any time. It was 20 bucks. You've wasted 20 bucks on a cup of coffee, probably. I hope not. But like on coffee and donuts and stuff, you definitely have. But I didn't waste it because it was good and it was yummy. Yeah, but it lasted for like a couple minutes. And then after that, it was pretty much wasted, wasn't it? It's like, you can give me 20 bucks. Hopefully this video is going to help you out. Hopefully these videos help you out. If not, then I don't really know what to tell you. Um, Thanks for joining me. Find my stuff at DraftKings. There's a free article there. DK Nation, Fantasy NASCAR, but you'll also find the Fantasy F1 stuff. And you'll find like my uh, recent 
rankings there and also the how to play guide about the rules is available that's all free the dk nation stuff has been free for a decade now almost you can check out that every single week information to help you build your lineups but you can also always go to and there's videos as well and all that cool stuff so thanks for joining me i think i've said that a bunch of times pierce dietrich at race for the prize raceforthepriz.com please consider contributing to the patreon thank you so much Let's trip lights fantastic.